Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald, and welcome to Second Vision. The Me Too movement is so much in the news, and yet so many women don't know how to deal with their trauma. Statistics say one in four women will be sexually abused in their lifetime and suffer from depression and a grocery list of other problems. My guest today is Carolyn Hauser-Carson, who is a naturopathic doctor, humanistic psychotherapist, family constellations facilitator, and the author of the book, Blossom, Seven Steps to Sexual Healing, as well as her upcoming book, The Pleasure IQ. Carolyn is an internationally recognized speaker and teacher on the subject of spirituality, healing, and women's sexuality for almost two decades. She is a master at helping women and men have love-filled lives, and her work is based on where the human mind deal with past trauma and even ancestral trauma. She helps people recognize their authentic sense of self and live a joyful and abundant life. She resides in Santa Barbara and uh, travels all over the world, spreading her message of healing and love, and I'm so delighted to have her with us today. Welcome, Carolyn. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, and I know we had to kind of change the dates on the show, so I really appreciate your patience. So tell me, why did you write this book? I mean, I know that it is so much in the news, um, right up till you know, this week's news at USC campus, and we'll touch on that later, but um, tell me, why did you personally write this book? Well, I did not grow up as a child thinking, oh, I want to be a sexual trauma healer. (laughs) Sure. That's why you're on the show Second Vision. That's what Second Vision is all about. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I actually didn't know um, that I was um, sexually, um, that I had childhood sexual abuse until I was in my 30s. So my kind of healing journey started in, yeah, my healing journey started when I was in my early teens. So around 11, I started to have eating disorders and really suffered with them in my early 20s and could not, you know, couldn't figure out why and also couldn't figure out how to get rid of them until my mother, you know, my mother tried everything. And so one one day she invited me to do a family constellations workshop that she had just, she had just found that modality. And I went uh, for a weekend workshop and received a, a constellation, which is like a 45-minute process, and I'll go into, into it a little bit more later. And basically after I had received that, that session within three months, I was completely healed, like as if I had never had an eating disorder. You know, I hadn't, I didn't have to control my behavior. I didn't have to uh, work with my willpower, or anything like that. It was just gone. Um, did you not have a memory of what happened? And may I ask how how you you know who abused you, or was it a family member? Or... Yeah, and actually, during that consultation, I still didn't find out that that I was sexually abused. I had sexual abuse in my teenage years, but that was after I had already started having an eating disorder, so that didn't make sense. And in both cases, um, my early sexual abuse was by my grandfather and then the later one in, in my teenage years by my mom's boyfriend. So they were both, you know, people that I really liked, actually, and, you know, how it is for most for a lot of people or people that you really like and have a connection to. But so to, to answer your first question, so for me... Um, when I was able to heal from the eating disorders, my friend said, oh, my God, you have to study this, and you have to make this your life's mission. And so my whole 20s, I, I traveled around Europe. I came to the United States to study um, family constellations and just went wherever the, the people were that, that were really good at it. And uh, so by the end of by the end, in my end 20s, I really thought I had it figured out and um, I was starting to work with people. And then 
had had already my my first child, my daughter, and with her turning three, her turning three triggered my memories. And um, oh, of course, that because that's surprise, what happened to you. you know? yeah. Unbelievable. So it was all repressed memories. You had no recollection of it at all. Of course, you were so little. Well, you were under at, age five. Yeah, I mean, looking back, you know, I always had a sense that something was kind of strange. Mm-hmm. You know, once I finally allowed myself to really know it, I was like, oh, I think I knew it all along, but um, not consciously, obviously. I really thought I had a golden childhood because I grew up very protected, went to a beautiful private school, Waldorf education, lived in the countryside. My parents were very loving and, you know, so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, so then, and then with me having had so much training already, um I had, a, I had another spiritual teacher in my early 30s who then said, oh, you know, like, you finding out now and having all this training, you know, you're the perfect person to uh, create a healing journey or, you know, a program around it. And so when I took myself, when I went on my own healing journey again, I really had a big sense that I was not doing this by myself. I was doing it with and for other women, and that really helped me a Of lot. course, and it gave you a sense I, of purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah. book was born in my work, was kind of born in the, the direction of my work. Well, kudos to you. I mean, that's just incredible. And and who would have ever thought with the the Me Too movement? I mean, the there's a, a large earthquake going on right now, you know, where it comes to, um, mm-hmm. you know, these problems with women. I mean, just just recently in the news at USC. There's been so many you can't even keep up with them, you know, with these poor girls. Yeah. And you think you send your girl to college, and yeah. um, you know, and then they're silent. And you know, so why are so many women afraid to come forth? Um, I think it's really deeply ingrained in us because we're, you know, the so-called weaker gender. It was really necessary mm-hmm. for, you know, just two generations or maybe just one generation back. It was necessary for survival to, you know, not say anything and be quiet and just do what everybody else wants, right? Because you know, that was the reality. And so it is very deeply ingrained in our psyche. And with that also comes the um, the, the desire not to hurt anybody and not to, you know, make anybody else feel uncomfortable. And so we, we sacrifice ourselves. You know, I sacrificed myself for the love of another human being. I loved my grandfather. And he had gone through horrendous stuff um, in World War II. He was a child in World War II, and I knew that. And so in in a way... You know, subconsciously, I didn't say anything because I was hoping that it would make it, be- you know, not saying anything would make it better for him. And, and he, so of we, course, suffered from abuse that. himself. And, and Oh, yeah. Ter- I mean, horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous, yeah. Did you ever confront him? No. By the time I remember, he was already had already passed on. He, he was already was passed, yeah. And so he, he got demented and, and died and... Um, but I can feel him. I can feel him around. I know I have his permission. I know I have his support. And mm-hmm. I also know today that him and I had a pact, you know, so that I could really learn about my power and how I give away my power so I could help others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And help women with the sense of terrible shame and, you know, and fear mm-hmm. to come forth. And, and part of that, too, I think, in the package is repressed memories, you know, like you say, yeah. even for older older victims. You know, what are some of the other problems that women can suffer from as a result? You mentioned eating disorders, depression. I read in your in your um, press material, you know, that they can suffer from relationship problems. Um, you yeah. know, the list goes on. 
Yeah, I mean, in, in general, you know, when trauma happens, um, it's not so much a psychological impact as it is more on an energetic and, and nervous mm-hmm. system. So what mm-hmm. that means is it really alters your brain and your brain chemistry. And so, in a way, your brain gets minimized to a lizard brain, right? We have three parts of the brain. And normally, the lizard brain is the one that kind of does the breathing and the digestion and and will get activated when we're in a life-threatening situation where we just have to be, you know, really fast and instinctual. And um, normally, you know, it's not in charge of our life. After trauma has happened, that part of your brain gets put in charge. And so all of a sudden, you're, you, because that part of your brain is in charge, experience your life as in survival, right? So you're constantly in fear. You're constantly afraid. And obviously, when you're in that state, you know, you're not as productive. You're not, you know, you're blocking. Yeah, you know, and so then all areas of your life, and obviously you're, you're stressed, right? So all of this, it affects your right. health, it affects your relationships, it affects your performance, it affects your clarity in terms of, you know, knowing what mm-hmm. you want in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Yesterday, you know, it's interesting to um, to ask ourselves, what kind of a dollar sign can we put on this? You know, I, I heard yesterday in the news that there was a lawsuit in out of Georgia uh, I don't know if you heard about it with the security guard, you know, and he had raped this young gal, and they they awarded her one billion dollars, and wow. it, yeah, it was quite, um, you know, it, it was quite a you know a, a huge amount of money, and yet that's what the jury said. You know, how could anybody put a dollar sign on this woman's pain? And you know, she was wonderful. She came out and started saying that she wants to make her life's mission you know, to go out and help other people, you know, good for her. You know, she could go sit on a yacht someplace with a million dollars, but she's young, and I admired her for that. So but when I walked away from, you know, after hearing that, I thought, you know, what kind of a price tag can ruin someone's life, you know, forever? So there is no price tag, I, I guess, you know, for that kind of, yeah, um, yeah that kind of abuse. So, so tell the us good thing, the, though, is that, you know, sorry, go the good ahead. thing, though, is, you know, even even though it feels like your life has been ruined forever, it doesn't have to be. No, no, that's with any sort of trauma or adversity, and that's why I think your book, you know, spills over into so many different areas of life. You know, it's not just about, Mm -hmm. um, that's what it sounds like, it's not just about abuse. In fact, when you do your workshops, do you do it for for people who have suffered from all sorts of trauma or just sexual trauma? All sorts, and it's mostly people who really just feel feel stuck in life and want to get to the next level. So when that's your experience, you know, you can't assume that there's something that's keeping you, right? Right. Right. So I, I presume then that you do these workshops, the family constellations um, mm-hmm. type workshops? I do. I actually do retreats. So I combine, you know, I combine uh, teaching. I love help. So for me, I really am a big believer in obviously self-empowerment. And the great thing about healing from any kind of trauma is that in order to heal your nervous system, you have to do it. Nobody else can do it because you're in your body, right? So I can teach somebody how to use their body to heal their nervous system, but I cannot heal somebody else's nervous system. Of and course so my not. retreats are, are part like teaching and giving, giving them experiences and then also helping them to really remove the blocks through their family constellation work. Now, how do you do that? Do you do something different other than meditation and so many of the things we've heard about? Tell us about what the book Blossom, what the name Blossom stands for. I love that, the B-L-O-O, you know. Yeah, it's actually, an, it's it's seven letters and every letter yeah. stands one step. The first step is um, bringing your mind on board so that 
you don't experience resistance because anytime we try to change, our subconscious mm-hmm. goes like, ah, I mm-hmm, don't know mm-hmm. this. And so it's 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 a uh, it's important to inform your subconscious so it can be on board. And then the second step is land within your within yourself because, like I said, in order to really heal your nervous system, you have to be in your body. And it's really hard for most people that have experienced trauma. So um, I have a series of exercises that will just help you get a sense of what it feels like to be in your body again. And then I will, uh, continues with that. It's open to your intuition. Because you can only hear your intuition in your body, so it just continues this uh, learning um, of being in your body and trusting your body and feeling feeling what's tr- what's right and true for you. And then S is see with the eyes of truth. That's for most people the most challenging um, step because it's about responsibility, and a lot of people get triggered around the word responsibility because they think that means that it was their fault or that they have to admit that, you know, they partially contributed. And that's not what I mean by responsibility. Responsibility means that um, to come to a place where you can, see, and that's this is why this step is called see with the eyes of truth. So for me, you know, the truth that I came to was that my grandfather and I had a pact and that, yeah, he actually served in a way to help me get into my power. It's, it's, a, it's a much more empowering you and for me, this is true. This is not just some, uh, you know, band-aid that I'm putting on. For me, this is an actual true knowing. And obviously, it takes a little while to get to this. And so, the the fourth step really teaches people and helps people to see see the the blessing in you know what what has happened. And like I said, that's the most challenging step most for most people. And then step five is stretch beyond your limits. That's where I actually will teach you the how to use your body to. Um, heal your nervous system and um, basically take the negative energy that's gotten stuck in your in your physical body in your cells from the abuse and how to release that and transform it into positivity. And then um, the second O in blossom is own all of who you are. Um, in that step, I teach you how to integrate the feminine and the masculine because we all come from the feminine and the masculine lineage, our mother and our father, and as long as we're not in harmony with those two streams within ourselves, it's hard to create anything that we want in life. You know, for us to be really um, be in a place where we can receive everything that we want, we have to be in harmony or somewhat in an inner harmonious state. And then the last step is meet the world and your beloved in wholeness. So those are tools um, really about, you know, some people when they pick up the book, they're single. And so during the last two chapters, it's really about learning how to take this into the world, how to take this into your relationships. Um, if you're in a relationship already, there's tools that will help you transform your relationship or, um, yeah, transform your relationship into one where, where you feel better and where you can let your guard down, basically. And just That's be beautiful. Yourself. Beautiful. Yeah. And you met your soulmate. How did you meet your husband, Paul? He actually found me on Match.com. Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) He was just about to give up, and then he looked one more time. That's great. That's great. Hey, Match works sometimes. I've been three years with my boyfriend, and that's how we met, you know. Awesome. Uh, That's terrific. And you you reside in uh, Santa Barbara, right, with your your Mm -hmm. kids and... Yeah, beautiful and place. My former husband, and we we co-parent. We just live a couple blocks away from each other. Oh, isn't that wonderful? So everybody's in harmony. Yeah. So I imagine yeah, there's I a lot of forgiveness. Time, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. There's a lot of forgiveness in the in the types of things, the steps that you're talking about. You know, after you get unblocked and 
you know, taking a certain amount of responsibility for healing, um, as you say, is so important. In the constellation work, we actually don't work directly with forgiveness because um, we really believe that that we feel best when there is a victim feels best when there is balance in the system. So the, you know, mm-hmm. when when you and the perpetrator are actually entangled energetically through what happened, and mm-hmm. so in order to bring balance back to a relationship, um, it's better for the perpetrator to actually take the burden of what they have done. Mm-hmm. You know, and for you to just, you know, really stand and you know what you did was wrong. That you know that's true. Because if we if we went with forgiveness, if I was absolutely, I didn't really mean forgiveness of the perpetrator. I meant more forgiveness of yourself, of your self um, blame and uh, and shame. And you know that's what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. That's what I meant mm -hmm. to say. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more for remembering, really, of your innocence. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Just coming back to your innocence and remembering yeah. who you truly are. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, I have mm-hmm. a young friend who was traumatized walking home from the gym. I mean, and I live in a very safe area in Beverly Hills, and I've been here for years. And she was coming home um, about a half a mile from here, you know, late at night, you know, under the under in front of CVS. I guess the light wasn't working or something. And you know, long story short, she got mugged, and luckily she wasn't fully sexually abused, but he had abused four other women prior to trying to kill her, and she got away, mm-hmm. but they found him through, this is like an NYPD Blue episode, okay, they found him through the DNA, and he's mm-hmm. now in jail, but she is still, she's my little friend, you know, and she's still so traumatized, I can hear it in her voice all the time, she's very strong, yeah. and is going through therapy, but I, I'm going to recommend this, you know, your book to her. Um, yeah, you know, I told her that I was going to be interviewing you, you know, because um, trauma can just last forever. And, you know, she's in her mid-20s, you know, and just yeah. terrible, terrible. So what is the pleasure IQ? So basically what I've discovered is, and, and so my story didn't end with, you know, just writing. The, I wrote the book actually six years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, my, my son was just born. He's seven now. And... Um, after he was born, I had two little children, no support because my whole family is in Germany, and my ex- we were struggling financially. Um, I had really um, serious chronic fatigue and burnout and a complete physical um, Oh, that's breakdown. terrible. <laughs> Basically, five years ago. And during that breakdown, I had a moment of um, clarity, and basically Spurred said, you know, you have to, you have to completely start doing things differently and really make pleasure your main focus. I had no pleasure in my life. I was 34 at that time. And so during the, because of that experience, I really realized that we all, and especially women, we need a new kind of intelligence if we want to be successful and sustainably successful in life. And so um, pleasure intelligence has to do with allowing yourself to have pleasure in all areas of your life. So it not just the sexual, but obviously that's a big, you know, that's a big component if you've been sexually sure. um, molested or assaulted. Chances are that you have an aversion toward any kind of physical anything, right? So it's part of it, but then also pleasure comes from just feeling good in your body. It comes from having really good relationships. It comes from fulfilling your purpose. And, um, yeah, so my next book talk focuses more on that and actually one of the one of the main steps is around releasing shame and guilt because um, everything in the universe is energy and every um, energy has a different vibration. 
and shame and guilt are very low vibrational frequencies. And when we carry low vibrational frequencies, like when we carry shame and guilt, it's very hard for us to attract anything that we want because we basically are so low vibrational. And so a big part of the work that I do with people, especially with the constellations, is help people release that unconscious shame and guilt. Their low self-esteem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how do you help them reprogram, you know, negative subconscious thinking, you know, which is what all the authors out there are trying to do, all the motivational speakers, mm-hmm. you know. And I've read so many books about it myself too, but you know, sometimes you you think you've licked it and then you get that mm-hmm. little voice in the head, mm, you know, or you don't even know that it's it's spilling over into yeah. certain areas of your life, you know. Yeah. You know, you think you've but released I, the past. But- yeah, I actually don't think that these mindsets are personal. The the what I've learned and, and the the way I understand it from, you know, my my studies and everything and working with energy, that there's energy fields that are like clouds that surround us and every vibrational state goes with a set of thought patterns. So let's say if you vibrate energetically, so if your vibrational level is at 20 or 30, which would be shame and guilt, then you can only connect to the energy field of shame and guilt, so a cloud that surrounds you that has, only has thoughts that go with the, the state of shame and guilt, and, and, and the thoughts that go with shame and guilt are very self-destructive. Mm-hmm. And so in mm-hmm. other words, rather than trying to reprogram what you're thinking, I help people to change your vibration Basically, if you were a radio, I would help you change your dial so that you start tuning into a different vibrational field. Mm-hmm. And when you're dialed into a different vibrational field, do you think that, you know, you receive the thoughts that go with that vibrational field? Yeah. Right. And so how do you do that? You do that by, you know, having them raise their energy field in like their physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, in different areas, and then it automatically lifts mm-hmm. the other area? Mm-hmm. So it's not so much. Yeah, and there's conscious... many different ways. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's many different ways how people can do it. You know, some of it is just doing things that make you feel good. That, that you know, yes. anybody can yes. start. We're, we're we're not trained to do that, but actually, if you make that a, a priority, your self care, right? Making sure you rest well, you sleep well, mm-hmm. um, setting better boundaries for yourself, putting yourself first. Those are very practical mm-hmm. things that will help you feel better. And Eating well, exercise, cool. spirituality, mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. Exactly. You know, doing art, if, if that's what fills you, think, finding things that really feed your soul. Mm-hmm. And then there's tool, There's also tools that I teach that, that you can use to basically trans, transform the negative energy into positive one. And um, if people want to go to my website, they're free, download them there. And so, um, oh, that's great. So you have like little YouTube yeah. exercises or? They're audios, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. And um, and tell the audience, please, your your website. And we have, you know, many visually impaired listeners too. So I was trying to get your book, but I understand it's not on audio yet, right? But do, do I, you have a, um, taught, an ebook or I, something? I, or I taught the I taught the Blossom Journey before I wrote the book. I taught it as an online class, and it is available. Um, for some reason, the site was done, so I have to actually rebuild it, but it is actually available. as a, on. It's a little bit different than the book. It's more experiential because I, you know, I took people through the exercises, and the book has 49 exercises, one for every day. And in the class, I really just picked some main ones and 
also did some constellations, which, uh, you know, through the book, there is actually in the book, there's links to audios and things too. But um, for anybody who, you know, it's hard to read, you can reach out to me and, and we should have that available very soon. It's just a matter of putting it back together. Oh, oh that's great. That's great because I may want to yeah. look at it myself. I just find it very, very interesting. Um, so they would just go to your website and then search for the, the online class or the... They would actually have to connect to me because right now it's not up on that particular class is not on my website. Um, okay. But if you connected to me and just emailed me, the best way actually to connect with me is in, through Facebook. I have a free Facebook group, and um, I'm very active in there. I do daily meditations, and uh, the URL or the address for the free Facebook group is pleasurepowerpurpose.com. Oh, I love that. Oh, that I my goodness, that is so. I can't believe you just said that. I I'm doing a speech. I have a conference in July, and my whole thing. I was sitting here for two hours working on it yesterday. is is about purpose. It's my theme. You know this in this uh, conference, yeah. and I thought of the three P's because I have the triple A's in my <laughs> you know second vision, um, appreciation, you know action and um, acceptance, and I said purpose, the, the the pleasure, your three P's. So I won't use them, but I mean that is that is so. <laughs> Interesting, because that's what I was thinking when I was getting this morning. The pleasure, the purpose, and (laughs) No, but it's just so funny. You know, that's the way my brain was working, you know. I was thinking three Ps, what's so important. People, pleasure, purpose, you know. So, anyway, I love that. Yeah, pleasure, purpose, and purpose. Yeah, and and then my my, my main website is Women in the Flow. On the website, you can download uh, free tools. Um, One of them will teach you how to really know when when you have a true yes and when you have a true no in your body to make mm-hmm. decisions that are really right for you, which is one of the most crucial things you can ever learn, um, and also to keep yourself safe. And another one is a, is a tool that will help you um, transform negative energy into positive ones so that you very quickly can become of higher vibration and, and uh, you know have better thoughts and feel better and attract better things into your life. And then Sounds the book wonderful. is available on the website, and, and a link to the free group is also there. And and tell us the website one more time. Women in the flow. Women in the flow dot com. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Great. Well, Carolyn, it's been an absolute pleasure. Where where is your next retreat? Where are you teaching next? My next retreat is um, near Cancun, between Cancun and Tulum, on the Mayan Riviera in July. Lucky you! I love. It. Yeah. My goodness. So you get to you get to pick your places. Yeah, we actually own, now I own a house on the beach there, so I get to go there quite frequently. That's my favorite spot to do because I just go to my other home, you know. I don't have to stay at a hotel. And then I do, I'm I'm doing them in other places as well, but that's one of my favorite ones. Beautiful. Sounds fantastic. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and you shared so much valuable information, and so much, especially, you know, with everything uh, you know, so much in the news today with women, you know, who are empowered just to come out, you know, and to, to know that there's a place to go for help and to help them to heal, to live a joyful existence is wonderful. So I, I really, you know, commend you for what you're doing for so many people. And for those of you listening, I am Krista McDonald, the Second Vision. Please check out Carolyn's book and her website and have a blessed day. <laughs> 